WIFA Waves is brought to you by, actually, this is an opportunity. Right now, WIFA Waves is offering commercial spots to your organization. Contact us at askwifa at womeninfitness.org and let's share your platform with our audience. I am Lindsay Rainwater, founder and CEO of the Women in Fitness Association. And I'm Morgan Hills Adetoye, director of all things WIFA. And this is WIFA Waves, the sound waves of your career. A podcast devoted to supporting the who, what, and how of your career trajectory. We got you. Let's ride these waves together. Yeah, let's do it. Welcome to Weefin Waves. My name is Lindsay Rainwater, and today Morgan and I get the pleasure of speaking with Liesel, who is an extraordinary ambassador for the Women in Fitness Association, not to mention a studio director of an innovative new startup, which is redefining how fitness is delivered remotely. She has previously worked with group exercise management for three different new Virgin Active Clubs in Sydney and the suburban clubs in the Northwest. Before that, as she was the health and fitness coordinator and group fitness team leader at Macquarie University in Sport. She's been teaching group fitness since 2002 and working in group fitness management for the last 10 plus years. We absolutely adore working with Liesl and are so grateful to have her on the podcast today. Liesl, welcome to WEFA Waves. Good morning from Sydney, Australia. I know it's your night time over there in the old US of A, but whoever's listening anywhere in the world, hello. And thank you so much for having me on the WEFA podcast. Absolutely. I am just absolutely taken by you. I think you're one of my favorite people to talk to, and I'm so grateful that we get to share your brilliance with the WEFA network. And we always kick off these podcast conversations with your WEFA story. How did you find out about WEFA? What is your WIFA story that you can share with our audience? You know, it's odd, but I am so enmeshed in WIFA in my life now. I honestly cannot remember how I came across it in the first place. But what I do know is that it's so much a part of the fabric of my life and who I am and who I will be in the future now and uh, so much a part of my purpose in life. Um, I think I might have stumbled across it maybe on LinkedIn or one of the social platforms, um, but I pretty much jumped on board straight away just as a member. Um, and within a year or so, um, had put my hand up um, to apply to be an ambassador and I'm now leading the um, Australian team uh, with Fiona Criaris down here for our Australian and Aussie ambassadors um, and it's truly been a game-changing um, relationship for me. Um, it's a very supportive um, it's like a warm hug, I always like to say, and it's a group of women who are open and caring and share without judgment, and it's a way of beautifully just connecting and supporting one another and lifting other people up, which uh, ticks so many bo boxes for me. Please, hmm. <laughs> Morgan, I, I want you to chime in, but I just have to tell you before we move on that you just described WIFA how I want it to be felt yeah. globally as a warm hug. I'm like, that's literally mm. what I said, like, WIFA should feel like a hug virtually yeah so you just you made my year thank you for saying that 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was about to say the same thing. I'm like, that's what Lindsay and I talk about all the time for the last almost four years of like, we want WeFa to feel like a hug. And so <laughs> um, you saying that without knowing that is incredible. And just all your kind words, we like Lindsay said, have so enjoyed having you. And yes, I think you were honestly one of the first 10 to 20 members that joined ever. Um, So you've definitely been a part of our fabric from the very beginning and being able to collaborate with you over the years more and more has been just an incredible experience. And so thank you for who you are and um, what you do for WIFA. Oh, my absolute pleasure. The pleasure is all mine. It's nothing but a pleasure being associated with WeFa, and it's one of those things that I just get so much out of and um, gives me so much joy to be a part of. It's honestly uh, never feels like any kind of work or any kind of job, anything that I do for WeFa, and that's when you know you're just really loving and living your purpose through something, and that's how it is for me. That's amazing. Well, another question that we really love to ask, um, and it makes people think and dig back, but uh, tell us a little bit about your early childhood. Is there a memory that you have or that you've been told by family that really reflects who you are today? There's, um, there is a story and I'm not sure if it's an actual memory of mine or whether I just know it from all of the photographic evidence <laughs> that's been in my family for years, but it kind of talks to the fact that I'm uh, very organisational. I have a lot of strong leadership qualities and uh, used to be called bossy by my mum. We now like to call that leadership, early leadership. Um, but a lot of the photos of when I was growing up with my two younger sisters. So I had one sister two years younger and one four years younger were always of me organising them to be pushing me around in the little doll's pram. I was sitting in it, they were pushing me around the pool and or I was sitting on the tricycle or in the back of the little tray of this bright blue tricycle and those guys were pedalling me around the yard or pushing me around the yard. So I was just living the life of Riley, <laughs> ordering other people <laughs> around, having, having them do things for me. But it was always a running joke that as the oldest I wasn't, I was kind of the one employing others and organising others to to do things, um, which is mum's like, oh, you're so bossy. And I always used to organise Christmas concerts. Everyone would be singing and doing lights and dressing in costumes and all the adults be sitting there and have them organised in chairs. And, you know, <laughs> down the road I ended up as, a, um, you know, an actor and a theatre and film and TV producer and then in fitness, which is kind of front and centre on stage when you're instructing. But certainly I think some of my strongest um, soft skills are leadership and, and organisational ability and, I guess from a super early age, um, I was already organizing everything. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. That's amazing. (laughs) I can relate. I I was given similar feedback as a, as a young woman, organizing dance recitals and leading. And so I can relate to a lot of your, what you're saying about your childhood. And I'm curious, did that parlay itself into your career? And if so, were there any highlights that bubbled up for you over your career that you're really proud of? I think for me, although I have a lot of key moments um, that have felt like pinnacles for me or really big achievements, 
some of the major or probably more important successes for me have been with my family and with with my children. Um, I suppose a work-related success for me is um, I did get into almost everything in entertainment, so radio, theatre, front of camera on TV as a presenter, back of camera as a producer, into film, producing films, uh, running my own film companies. Um, the role I'm in now kind of combines fitness and film. So I, I left that world of entertainment, went into fitness when I was a young mum wanting to have something that allowed me more time with my babies and less time travelling around to film markets around the world and sitting in lawyers' offices at 11.30 at night when I wanted to be home with my bubs. Um, so I've now kind of come full circle, um, having spent, you know, eight years or so in entertainment and then another 10 or 12 in fitness to kind of combine those two things in, in my current role. But one of the, the pinnacles of success for me was um, after a year with Virgin Active, uh, one star from the Virgin Active business in Australia is um, voted, peer voted in um, to take the Virgin Star Award. And that sends you to London for two weeks, staying in a um, five-star hotel and going to Richard Branson's property, meeting him and his family and uh, going to the Virgin Star Awards, which is the one superstar from each of his businesses. So there was um, a star from Virgin Galactic and a star from Virgin Hotels and a star from Virgin Active. Um, and they were from all over the globe. And it was just a truly sensational trip and experience, um, particularly meeting Sir Richard Branson. So that was after a year only of being with Virgin. So that was incredible for me. But I think on a personal front, two members of my um, immediate family have suffered um, really severely and critically um, with depression and, and uh, managing depression in their lives and um, managing to support them, stay with them and help them find a way through that has been massive for me in terms of an achievement. There were days when I didn't know my daughter was still going to be with us. So to, on a day-to-day -day basis, keep her here, find her the help she needed, um, help her feel supported and help her way, find her way through that minefield to um, a reasonably stable place um, has probably been my biggest achievement in life and my most important one. What other achievements for me? Um, that I suppose that's one. That's one personal and one work one. And then another one for me. Um, my mum and I always had a really rocky relationship. I think she brought a lot of baggage from a bad relationship with her own mum. And I never quite understood why we were never on the same page. And she was always tougher on me than others. And I was sent to boarding school at the age of twelve. And our whole life, we just unintentionally rubbed the other up the wrong way um, until my father passed away. And then my mum became critically ill with um, cancer and kidney disease. And I ended up, well, looking after her for the last 12 years of her life, but also um, nursing her in my own home through the last couple of years of her life. Um, and we became so close and so trusting of one another. And in the last, well, in the last 12 years, really, we developed a beautiful, close relationship that we had never enjoyed prior to that time. Um, and that is one of my great joys in life as well. Lisa, that's beautiful. And I love that you gave us such a, a well-rounded look behind the curtain of what it's been for you, both professionally and personally. And they really do all lead together. So thank you for sharing so intimately about those highlights in your own personal life. Oh, you're welcome. I think it is important to talk about the tough things as well, because it's so easy to kind of reel off a, a bunch of professional achievements. And right. 
and behind the scenes, everyone always has a bunch of really tough things that they're going to struggle mm. with in their life for one reason or another. Um, and I don't actually believe in luck. I do believe in hard work and determination and you're formed by your experiences. So the way that I coach my staff and the way I lead uh, comes back to the kinds of compassion and patience and um persistence that I've had to develop in my personal life through those kinds of experiences so it does inform who you become professionally as well but I think it's important to know it's it's never an easy overnight success for anyone I don't believe I actually agree with that (laughs) Mm. yes wholeheartedly thank you for sharing that because yeah it just to echo what you both are saying it's so important to have to know, you know, think of these things as one rather than that they're supposed to be separate. So Mm. really appreciate you sharing. Thank you. I did want to ask you about WIFA just launched LEAD, uh, Leadership Through Elevation (laughs) Awareness and Discovery, which is a new program that we have that we launched to the public in January, a 13-week entirely online interactive learning mentorship journey um, connecting passionate women with their strengths and purposes. And you have now, you helped us with the pilot of that program in the fall of 2020. And then you're participating in it again um, with a fellow woman. And so I would love to just hear about your personal experience with LEAD um, and maybe if it's changed from the first time you did it to the second time, I know you're kind of more in a mentorship um, position right now and you were on your own self-discovery the first round. But yeah, I would love for you to tell our audience a little bit more about your personal experience with LEAD. Sure. Um, So yeah, doing the pilot program with Jennifer um, has been one of the most powerful things that I have ever done. And it came at a time strangely, although neither of us knew it at the time that we both really needed it. Um, we both went through, well, we both went went through redundancies during uh, LEAD, uh, her first, a, a few weeks before me. Uh, neither of us knew that that was coming and we were just able to support and lift each other up through that time. But to be in each other's corner when there were doubts and questions and all kinds of things arise when that happens, obviously, Um, And for me, I also knew that I was not quite on my right path. And I had for six months or so just been writing in my journal about the fact that I'd lost my magic and my passion. I just could not see my path forward. I didn't know whether I wanted to leave fitness and rediscover my my magic and passion in film again. Uh, I didn't know where I was going to find an equivalent experience to Virgin, which is a, a boutique offering. And I'd had the the gift of being able to open three new clubs for them, building from scratch um, the entire team and a new 5.0 global experience. Um, so I thought, I don't know how I can match that somewhere else, but I know that I'm not thriving right now where I am. Um, and in going through the pilot program of LEAD with Jennifer and rediscovering um, and redefining my why, I was able to kind of say to myself, uh, I, I just trotted out my why because my why has been my why. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if that is my why anymore. Is this the problem? And it was the problem because it wasn't really my why anymore. It was close to, but not quite there. So through the process of digging and discovering with Jennifer in the lead program, 
in the pilot, I was able to redefine my why really clearly. And as soon as I did that, I knew exactly what I needed to do. And Jennifer was just always there. Every time I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I'm brave enough to jump out of something that I thought was the rest of my life into nothing. And she's like, I'm going to read you back what you said to me yesterday. And I'm going to give you these words that you wrote to me the other day. And she just was, she just had my back um, the whole way through when I wanted to buckle under pressure of people offering me other choices, other experiences, other reasons to stay when I knew that for me, I needed to step off the bus. Um, and I don't know if I could have stepped off the bus if I hadn't have had Jennifer in my corner there. Um, and it just helped me totally take a new path in life. And I feel ridiculously happy in this moment. I'm in a new venture now, helping to build a new startup. And I am just rolling from one bubble of happiness to another. I'm completely fulfilled exactly where I need to be. I'm blending film and fitness. I have my passion and my magic. I'm literally so excited I can't sleep at night. And that's right where I wanted to be again. And I had just lost that. So I'm forever grateful for being able to find my path and follow it through that first pilot program. And then when I left Virgin, one of my team said, you know what, I'm going to join WEFA because I don't want to lose touch with you when you leave. And I'm like, great. So I sent her my ambassador code. And um, then I knew we were rolling out another lead program. And she's someone that I had been growing and building as, as a coach at Virgin. And I said, you know what, why don't we do lead together? You know, let, let's do peer-to-peer mentoring together because I thought it would be really helpful for her. Um, so she jumped in and signed up for lead as well. And we are about, I don't know, I think we're about halfway through that process now, maybe two thirds. Um, and it's beautiful. It's a different relationship now that I'm not her line manager and, and she's not one of my staff. We can be candid and honest and vulnerable and expose a lot more than um, she might have protected certain things from me and I might have protected certain information from her, uh, but we're not in that relationship now. So we've just taken everything to completely another level, um, being able to just be so candid about ourselves how we feel, where we want to go, what we want to do. And I'm just watching her grow and blossom. And it's just given me such great joy, to be honest. Liesl, I am so inspired by what you just shared. I, it's so important to do the soul work and the work of the heart in order to really identify what those big changes are in our life and our output. And good on you for going through and doing the hard work to see what how it's going to align with those outward um, roles that you're in. Congratulations on being you. It must feel magical to be in your skin, lady. Oh, it feels, I every day I just feel so, so blessed and so lucky. And I did say before, I don't believe in luck and I don't. Um, you know, it's, it's not luck that I'm, I'm where I am, but I just do feel so grateful um, to be doing what I'm doing and to be where I am. I'm literally just bubbling over like a little bubble of happiness on a daily basis <laughs> at the moment. And because I do believe that you should do what you love and you should live your dreams and you shouldn't stay in something that is not making you happy at that point in time. Um, but I think it's so easy. Life is busy and you just keep rolling along, doing what you're doing, doing your job. You're busy juggling your family and you're busy juggling your job. And you don't often have time to just go, okay, let's just take stock here and reassess where are we at? And are we the same person we were when we took this job? And are our needs still the same? And is our purpose still what it was? And lead just 
was the little poke that said, you know, hey, do you need to have another look at things? Do you need to make time to reassess where you are and where you're going? Make sure you're happy and you're in the right spot. Life is short. So make sure you've got great quality and you're just literally loving what you're doing. Um, and it, it was just a little kind of elbow in the side going, you know, make time for this. Make make time to do this kind of self-assessment. And it was definitely not time wasted in, in any way. And I always made priority for it. So I know that our lives are busy um, and LEAD has quite a time commitment around it, but it's such a good investment. And even though I went on holidays and our time zones were radically different, I just always went, let's leave that phone call in at 7 p.m. on a Friday night. You and I were talking and regardless of if you've gone skiing or I've gone up the coast or someone's sick or something's happening or I'm launching or you're doing something, we just left that phone call in our diary. It was unbudgeable so that we just kept ourselves on track. And I'm so grateful and will eternally be that that we did that work. And um, for, for both of us, um, we're, we're such tight soul sisters now. We still talk every week for an hour. We still have that time slot in our diary. Um and I don't think there's ever a time that I'll lose touch with Jennifer. Um, we are literally just each, each other's soul sisters now. What a magical story. I, I'm feeling so lit up, inspired just hearing you talk about it. And I would imagine that the the folks listening to this podcast are probably thinking, okay, so I want to do this lead thing. So tell, I'm curious, can you tell the audience um, just if they're considering lead? What, what you might say to help someone realize if it's for them? I think it is for you if you are ready to start really clearly defining who you are and what mark you want to leave on the world. Um, so we all have sets of skills and sets of qualities that we bring into our work and we all have reasons why we do our work and everyone's reasons are different. If you have a look at um, some of the purpose and why statements from previous lead participants, you'll see that there's a vast variety of reasons for people doing what they do, even though we're all in a similar-ish line of work, we're all in, in the fitness industry, um, but everyone has a different purpose. And for in order for everyone to feel um, great satisfaction in doing their role in life, you need to be really, really clear on your purpose. Um, so then you can set your goals and you can be playing your long game to get to where you want to go. Um, so I think if you're ready to really clearly define um, who you are, what you want to achieve and where you want to go in life, get in there. If you are like me, um, well down the road of um, a second career and now feeling a little um, less passionate or less magical around what you're doing on a daily basis, but still having so much to offer and give, um, get in there again and get someone to help you um, redefine. So it's, it's by taking the time to be really honest and really dig and open up your soul like there's literally nothing Jennifer and I don't know about each other now um you know we could tell you each other's life stories children husbands where they've been where they've come from who they are where they want to go how they feel about certain things it's really just an open bearing of the soul um in a very very safe space so for some people the open bearing of the soul might sound confronting but it's so safe it's so supportive it's so gentle you're both doing it. So it's not like someone is 
um, stripping themselves naked and the other person's not. We're, we're both going, look, this is me and I may not be that proud of certain parts of me. Like I'm not even that proud of my childhood story that I told you. It does seem fairly bossy, but it, it is an actual story from my life. So I need to own that. Um, and there are qualities in what I did as a child to who I am now that are actually now really useful qualities that, that um, make me very efficient as an organiser and a manager and a leader. So you don't have to be proud of um, everything in your life and you are going to have made some mistakes. But if you've learned from those um, and if you've recognised them for what they are and maybe why they happened, then it's only a beneficial thing to go, right, yo, well, that was me and that was something I did and I ain't going to do that thing again because I'm not that proud of it. Um, and how am I going to avoid that or how am I going to deal with something differently or grow so that um, – next time I am in that situation, that's not the way that I respond, react or whatever. So I think um, if you're in any of those places, either early days or later days in your career or in the middle and you're just maybe not sure you're where you need to be and you just feel ready to make a beautiful connection with someone, then I would say really do it. You've got absolutely nothing to lose, zero things to lose. And so, so much to gain. It, it's probably the single most powerful thing I've ever done in my life. And I've done quite a lot of personal and professional development. There's just no downside. You just have to make the time commitment and it's so worth it. Wow. <laughs> That's all I can say is thank you so much for that incredible testimony because when you are in it and helping create it alongside other incredible women, it's so excited to see it be brought to life and then to hear um, those who have experienced it like yourself and that that is truly what you got out of it is just so magical. Mm -hmm. And I really appreciated what you said about, you know, no matter if you are just starting or you're, you know, in the middle or on your second act or your third act or whatever it could be, um, that there's still, you should still be doing this work and, you know, to listen to yourself too, if it feels that you may not be on the path that you um, thought that you need to be on and you are, you know, 20, 30 years into your career that there's still, space to be doing this work and that there's nothing wrong with continuing um, this work over the course of your career and your life. So thank you. I would love to hear how you tell everyone one of the parts of, as you heard through this, um, is creating your why statement. And as you heard Liesl say, she had her why statement and it was more of just kind of reshaping it to where she was in this season of her life. So I would love for you to tell our audience what your why is. Okay. So what I might do is I'll tell you what my why was and had been for a long time. Um, and that kind of just came from the heart of me. Basically, it was to empower people mentally and physically to use movement to feel better about themselves and to reach self-acceptance and self-love. So it was never about the aesthetics for me. Um, I wanted to be the kind of coach who could help people be comfortable with themselves and who they were through movement, learn to move and then reap the mental and physical benefits of that. So I basically want people to be happy and accept themselves. Um, and then when I looked at that statement in the first pilot program of LEAD, I'm like, I need magic to be in there. Why is that not in there? Um, 
and I need passion to be in there. Why is that not in there? So Jennifer and I did all of our work across the 12 weeks of the pilot program. Um, and in the end, what we came up with was a new why um, that is basically it reads passionately connecting us through movement to unlock our magic, power and potential. Ooh. So that's where I am and what I'm living to this day. <laughs> Hell yes, girl. I'm lit up hearing <laughs> that. I want to, I'm so glad I get to know you. You know, the, the why, the why discovery work is, you know, can sometimes be downplayed or, oh, what's your why? What you know, Simon Sinek talks about that. It is everything. It infiltrates every single nook and cranny of your life, both personal, professional. Why are you rolling out of bed in the morning? So thank you for sharing that statement with us. And for those of you listening, it's, you know, she, Lisa, you've done such great work in lead, but also you had a why statement prior to that too. And so just speaking to the power of knowing why you're waking up every day, I would encourage anyone to do that kind of work if you have not already. Yeah, I so, agree with that. And the, sorry, I, I, w- I was going to say also that one of the powerful things I learned from lead was don't just have your why statement there and know what it is. Keep checking in with it every day. So you should be going, am I getting in my life? Am, am I feeling that magic every day? Am I releasing my passion every day? Am I connecting people through movement every day? So say that's your purpose, connecting people through movement, but you've moved out of instructing and you've moved into management and you're no longer directly connecting people through movement. So you're no longer using all your passion to create that magic, which was sort of partly what was happening to me. Um, so if you create your why, check in with it on a very, very regular basis. Am I doing that? Am I feeling that? Am I living that? Have I drifted away from that? Um, Because something Jennifer taught me too when going through the leaving phase with Virgin was put in your day a little pocket of joy every single day during this time that you know is going to be really challenging and really rugged and very, very emotional um, and keep your why right in front of you and just keep looking at it. This is what you're doing and this is why you're doing it. And that's something that I learned through lead that I wasn't previously doing um, to just stay really close to your purpose. Liesl, that is a very good tidbit for anyone. I mean, that could go for if you are relocating spaces and you're moving or you're going through a tough time in life to create a, a bright spot for yourself in every day. What a great tidbit. And to the tune of tidbits, we love to wrap up our podcast with rapid fire questions to learn more about you. If you're up for it, you want to hear some rapid fire questions? Crikey, hit me. I don't know what I'm (laughs) up for here. I'll do my best. (laughs) It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. So I'll kick us off. So the first one I want to know is, is there a cure, a current beauty hack or lipstick or thing that you're really into right now that that you just love doing for yourself beauty wise beauty wise my go-to is always a chanel lipstick and nice bright hot pink because it's a mood lifter for me to have that little shot of color oh i love that yeah i love that too and everyone needs to make sure you go connect with lisa because you'll see that she is beautiful and flawless so you can take many tips from her i'm sure (laughs) but another um question what has been your favorite place that you've traveled to 
Oh, I don't even need to think about that. And it's not very original, but it is Hawaii. Um, I am all about the sun. I'm about the sunshine. I'm about the water. It is my happy place and it gives me perspective. And I love the way the Hawaiian people just have that aloha, that love of self, that love of others, that family, that cruisy kind of mindset. Ooh, yummy. I, I got to get there. I've never been. So I need to get, get it on the yourself list. There. <laughs> what about, I've always said them. to my husband, and this is a bit gruesome, but I'm like, if I am dying of anything, please just do take me to an island in Hawaii and leave me there because I will be so happy to the end of my life. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Oh my gosh. I love it. What about, is there, is there a show that you're streaming or binge watching right now on, on one of the streaming networks? Oh, I was and did watch, and now I've completely forgotten what it's called now, um, that one about the chess player, the female chess player. Mm. Um, Queen's Gambit. Yes, that one. So um, The Queen's Gambit, that was fabulous. I Actually, when I went up the coast for two weeks off, I literally binge-watched The Queen's Gambit. I'm like, oh, yes, this is good. <laughs> Have all this time. <laughs> I love it. Uh, for the final rapid fire question, what is your favorite word? Oh, look, my favorite word, and I actually have stolen this from Lindsay, is magical. I am all about the magic at the moment. So I try to get that word into my life and into my conversations on a regular basis. Ooh, I'm so happy to hear that. Magical, magic, all the things. Such a good word. Yeah. Yay. Liesl, tell the listeners, where can they find you on the internet so that they can connect with you? Uh, you can find me on social, just Liesl Clavey, L-E-I-S-L-K-L-A-E-B-E. And Facebook, again, just my name, Liesl Space Clavey. So please do go ahead and connect with me. I'd love to connect with any other women out there. Um, I love making new friends, supporting new people and, and learning from others. So I'd love to connect with anyone listening. Well, thank you, Liesl. And for now, we will see you out in the internet world. Thank you, Weefa Waves, for listening and bye for now.